It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. You are locked on magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And your deed to Locked On Magic today is March 26, 2019. My name is Philip Rosenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk about the Magic's game against the Philadelphia 76ers and the energy that Michael Carter-Williams brought as he picked up a second 10-day contract and made good on it almost immediately, just like he kind of did on that first 10-day contract. We'll talk all about that coming up here on the podcast, and as you could probably tell, I'm still feeling a bit under the weather. Picked the wrong week to do that, so I'll probably be a little brief today to make sure that we get a full podcast in tomorrow with the Orlando Magic taking on the Miami Heat. I won't neglect that game at all, so unfortunately I'll probably be a little shorter today but we will uh, get to what's going on with the magic uh, up on the podcast today. But before we do that, any of that, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening devices, as well as the Himalaya app for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast covering every, just like this podcast covering your Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, this podcast covering every single team in the NBA, whether it's the Miami Heat on Locked On Heat the uh, Brooklyn Nets on Locked On Nets, the P- Detroit Pistons on Locked On Pistons, or the Philadelphia 76ers on Locked On Sixers. You can find them all, all on the Locked On Podcast Network. Be sure to check out Locked On Heat this week. They're doing a week of tributes to Chris Bosh as the Miami Heat will be hanging Chris Bosh's number one jersey in the rafters Tuesday night as part of the Magic scheme against the Miami Heat. So very, very big game. Should be an electric playoff atmosphere in American Airlines Arena. And Frankly, we're going to find out just what the Magic are made of and whether they are truly ready for the playoffs, I think, in these next two games. As Orlando now a half game behind Miami for the final playoff spot and, believe it or not, a game and a half behind the Pistons and the Nets for the sixth spot in the East. Very, very tight race with five, with really four teams battling for three spots. You can find all these podcasts plus Locked On NBA covering the national perspective and Locked On Fantasy Basketball covering the fantasy basketball perspective on the Locked On Podcast Network to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for on iTunes or wherever you get podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The Orlando Magic started against the Philadelphia 76ers in kind of a weird space, I would say. Um, this was not a game that it felt like it was played to the Magic's liking in the first half. Philadelphia shot 60%, better than 60% in the first half. The pace was way up. The Sixers, both teams were scoring a lot. And that's not typically a game the Magic win. Magic typically win when they play defense that feeds their fast break, that feeds their aggression, that 
gets them kind of in the right frame of mind. And, and Orlando just isn't going to win a lot of games as a shootout. I mean, even against Memphis, where they shot the ball pretty well, it didn't matter because they didn't play defense. And until they played defense, that game was very much in the balance. For sure, Orlando had to find some defensive uh, uh, stability. And, and it was it came and went in the first half. And Orlando found themselves down by three at halftime. Joel Embiid had his moments of dominance and everyone was just waiting for J.J. Redick to take over. And if this game was close, just like a few weeks ago in Philadelphia, it felt like Jimmy Butler would be able to take over. Certainly helping Ben Simmons didn't play in this game, but Orlando's done a decent job neutralizing him uh, this season. Things, though, changed in the second half, and particularly late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter. The Magic's defense did buckle up. Philadelphia's kind of mentality that they can outscore everyone didn't pan out. Orlando made some tough shots. They made some great 50-50 plays. And they raced ahead. Not only did they race ahead, they dominated. For more than 11 minutes in the third and fourth quarters, Philadelphia didn't score a field goal. (coughs) Philadelphia got good looks and missed some of them, sure. But Orlando also did a really good job making little plays. The offensive rebounds the Sixers got in the first half, they didn't get in the second half. They locked down the glass and were able to pick up the pace in their favor, working aggressively to get shots and get into their offense quicker to get better shots toward the end of the shot clock. Orlando's defense was fantastic, and getting Joel Embiid in foul trouble and attacking the basket and getting to the foul line helped tremendously as well. But Orlando's defense was the key. They didn't make spectacular plays, but they denied the ball, they stopped dribble penetration, they helped the helper, so when Nikola Vucevic had to step up off of Joel Embiid, someone was there to tag him and allow Vucevic to recover. And Philadelphia couldn't get the ball moving effectively. Orlando was opportunistic looking for steals. They got out in transition, and yeah, they made some tough shots. Whether it was Nikola Vucevic working the post, or Evan Fournier just kind of getting wherever he wanted on the floor. Confidence was brimming. And at the end of the day, it was a 40-11 run. 40-11. From down 73-70 to up by 20. Orlando dominated Philadelphia in the second half. It was their defense that took control and their defense that raced ahead. That's who this Magic team is trying to be. That's who this Magic team, frankly, is. It's been kind of a pinch-yourself moment. I, I think there's still people who don't quite believe what this team is capable of, but the statistics consistently back it up. The Magic are one of the best defensive teams in the league. The Magic are a team that can get stops and make life difficult for their opponents. And when they're locked in like they were in this game, they can be downright dominant even against a very good Philadelphia team. Philadelphia team that, yes, coming off a loss to Atlanta, had won its previous six games that had climbed to third in the East where they will likely stay. Philadelphia just didn't have the juice. Every time it looked like they would pull away in the first half, Orlando did just enough to stay in it. 
Philadelphia couldn't get stops consistently. They weren't getting down and getting dirty defensively. Orlando was. And as Steve Clifford said, that's basketball that travels. That's winning basketball. And the Magic are playing winning basketball right now. A five-game win streak. Sweeping a homestand of five games or more for the first time in franchise history. This team. Not the team that went 39-2 at home in 1995. Not the championship teams. This, well, this might be a championship team at the end of the day, but this team. The one fighting and clawing for the playoffs. The Magic are certainly playing that way right now. They are fighting and clawing for the playoffs. And a win like this is a huge boost heading into a four-game road trip that is extremely daunting. And that's going to require a lot of players to bring what they did at home on the road. But the Magic have been less than stellar. The Magic will get their big test this week. This four-game road trip. At Miami on Tuesday. At Detroit on Thursday. At Indiana on Saturday. And then at Toronto on Monday. They will get their test now. And if the Magic can survive this road trip, we may enter the final four games of the season in the playoffs. Or in the driver's seat at least. Certainly the next two games, the Magic can put themselves in the driver's seat. They all seem to know the stakes and know that it is on them. That no one else, no one else, can control their own destiny but them right now. Orlando is in control of its own destiny. And we'll see if the Magic can prevail. Especially starting Tuesday against Miami. A game that would guarantee the Magic the first tiebreaker, even though it it still seems very likely the Magic would hold the tiebreaker over Miami. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Let's run through the final stats for you real fast. A really nice game from a lot of players. It was, it was a very good game for the Orlando Magic. There's just no other way to say it. Nikola Vucevic, the first place to start, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 11 for 21 shooting. Uh, did uh, a really good job establishing himself in the post early on. Uh, really, um, his post game is really good to the point where you can he can go at Joel Embiid, and, and he did. He went at Joel Embiid in the post, got him with post moves, and, and did just a great job attacking him from the very beginning. Uh, Vucevic scored 11 of his 28 in the first quarter, and that set a real good tone for the Magic offensively. Um, he was able to, to get, get work around the basket uh, and just do the things that the Magic know he has to do. So a really nice game from Nikola Vucevic. I thought defensively, he got pushed around a little bit, got beat up on the boards a, a little bit. But overall, defensively, I thought he did a very, very good job on Embiid, held his ground, was physical enough with him, um, drew, drew some fouls on him. And as long as Embiid wasn't moving around too much, if he got Embiid into standstill, Vucevic beat him. Uh, and I, Vucevic, I think, had the better game in this one. Real hero of the night, Evan Fournier, 24 points, 11 for 17 shooting, 7 assists. His shooting has really come around of late. On this homestand, uh, I'm going to look at the numbers probably a little closer uh, in between games here, but Evan Fournier had a really nice homestand, and he's really looking like his offensive game is coming back around 
to where we expected. Um, you know, we expect him to have scoring outbursts like this. It it's, shouldn't be this uncommon. And we expect him to be consistent as a, as a shooter. Um, he's probably had to do a little bit too much playmaking, and, and that's taken some time to learn when to find his shots, how to get his shots up. Um, he's become a better passer and better playmaker, but he's still kind of getting that balance of finding his own and when to drive and when to when to kick out and abandon. And I think I think he's always had a shooter's mentality. So if he's driving, he's passing to an assist or he's shooting to score. And, and that's not always the best thing. Um, sometimes you got to back it out and try again or, or keep the ball moving somehow. Uh, secondary assists are just as valuable as primary assists. Um, Fournier is just making shots right now. I mean, I, I think it's that simple as well. Um, he's getting a lot of the same looks and he's making them. Uh, so the rhythm is coming back for Evan Fournier and that, that's a really good sign for him and especially for the Magic because I think when he plays like we know he's capable of playing, this is a playoff team. Uh, just bar none, this is a playoff team. Off the bench, big performances as well for Orlando. Michael Carter-Williams, I'm going to talk about him with a little bit more detail coming up. 15 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, 1 block. Just filling up a stat sheet, doing a lot of little things. Again, I'm going to follow that up in just a moment. Ken Birch, I thought really helped change the energy of his, of this game, uh, especially early on in the second quarter, was willing to meet Joel Embiid physically, take a few fouls, take some of the punishment that Embiid gives him, uh, and just kind of hold his own, hold his ground and and keep Embiid from, from sort of dominating the game, from sort of uh, uh, imposing his will on second units as he can kind of do. Embiid, uh, our, our Birch ended up shooting two for four from the floor, Six for ten from the line, so he's willing to get to the line and, and was able to force fouls with just his movement because we know it's not from his post moves. Ten points overall, five rebounds for him. Again, uh, just super active. I love Birch running the floor. I thought his defense was really, really good. Nothing again. That the thing that was really noteworthy about the Magic throughout this game, nothing spectacular defensively. Nothing crazy on the defensive end from uh, from the Magic. Um, they didn't make like a spectacular block or a momentum changing play like they did the last time. It was just a series of really solid plays, Philadelphia missing some shots, contesting shots, and getting the first rebound. Philadelphia for the game had six offensive rebounds. Just six offensive rebounds to a team with Joel Embiid. They were able to score on most of those, and a lot of those, you know, 15 second chance points off six offensive rebounds isn't a good number, but a lot of that game in the first half. When Orlando was able to lock down the glass more effectively, the Magic were able to pull away and win this game. And, and, and that's really what this came down to is, is again, those little, little things um, that, that that matter. You know, Orlando getting uh, 54 points in the paint, a lot of that in the second half. Limiting Philadelphia's paint touches was a big deal. Uh, getting 17 fast break points, really taking advantage of Philadelphia miscues because Philadelphia had 15 turnovers in the game. Orlando only seven. Orlando did a really good job protecting the ball, working for good shots, getting into the lane, getting out in transition, and getting stops. It's a, not a difficult game when you're doing those things. And Orlando is playing with some great rhythm uh, and did just a phenomenal job doing doing all those things that they have to do. Orlando ends up shooting 51.7% for the game, 11 for 29 from the from beyond the arc, 18 for 23 from the foul line. They have 13 offensive rebounds, like I said, uh, and they win 119 to 98. Notable scores on Philly's side. Joel Embiid, 20 points, 10 rebounds, 5 turnovers. Orlando did a good job hounding him, especially Michael Carter-Williams, I thought. Got a couple steals on him. Jimmy Butler, 4 for 10 shooting, 13 points. Tobias Harris, 15 points, 5 for 10 shooting. Shake Milton off the bench with 13. Some A lot of that coming in garbage time as well, but he had 8, or, he had eight points at the first half. Um, it was definitely a bit of a struggle for Orlando to guard him. 
Uh, but overall, Philadelphia just could not get going. They end up shooting 49.3% for the game. They were up around 60% after the first half. They were in the mid-30s in the second half. A lot of turnovers, 15 for the game, 6 for 23 from beyond the arc. Orlando did a good job limiting them, limiting their own fouls, limiting their own mistakes, and that's ultimately why the Magic won this game. They were willing to play defense. They were willing to get down. They were willing to get dirty, and that's, again, who this Magic team is slowly becoming. It's counterintuitive because that's not who this team has been for the last six years, but that's who they are now, and Orlando pulls away and gets a 119-98 win. Again, they sweep this homestand. First time sweeping a homestand of five or more games in franchise history. They get five big wins. They pull within a half game of the Miami Heat, who they play on Tuesday down in Miami. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The Orlando Magic had a small procedural move to make, though, before this game, and that was to re-sign Michael Carter-Williams to a second 10-day contract. This is largely expected because Michael Carter-Williams has surprisingly been very, very good for the Orlando Magic. It's not really, honestly, anything you can measure. The things that are still bad about Michael Carter-Williams are still bad. He is not a great three-point shooter. Teams are going to continue to duck under, under him on screens. And yeah, when we get to the playoffs... Teams are going to dare him to shoot and to beat them. What's different, though, is the little things again. Like so many, like so much of what I talked about in the big picture with Michael Carter Williams, it's the little things and the little impacts that he makes that have already endeared him to fans, but have made him such a success for the team. It's a guard being willing to rebound and push the ball up the court immediately. And I think I read an article about Aaron Gordon and how. Aaron Gordon has two or three bust, quote-unquote, bust-outs per game. Where he gets the rebound and leads the fast break. Don't need an outlet pass. Don't need to find a guy. You just go. You get the ball and you go. Michael Carter-Williams does that. It's passing the ball on outlets even. He does outlet the ball when he isn't the one leading the break. It's passing the ball out on outlets further up the floor so you're getting into your offense quicker. On several occasions even, he kind of, not recklessly, but... When players weren't quite expecting it, got the ball up the floor quicker into like one-on-three situations that the Magic rightly didn't attack, but it gets them into the front court and into their offense quicker. You can run your secondary break offense from there. And it keeps the defense on its toes. It's the ability to to whip cross-court passes with ease and attack off the dribble and get to the basket, which Carter Williams can and always has been able to do. Putting the ball in his hands is the only way to use him effectively. And playing him alongside a Terrence Ross and Evan Fournier and Aaron Gordon, guys, that don't need the ball in their hands as much is certainly a more effective lineup for him. Carter Williams is averaging relatively meager statistics. Just six points per game, five rebounds per game, two and a half assists per game, and 17.2 minutes per game. Shooting just 41.2% from the floor. But it is all those little things. The Magic brought him in for defense. He blocks shots. He defends well. He gets steals. He recovers. He plays hard. He makes a mistake. He works to recover from it. 
He works to make up for it without being reckless, without fouling to or doing anything crazy. He plays within himself offensively, but it's the energy that he brings. It's the energy that he gives to the rest of the team. And for a team that has had issues with its bench this year, the fact that you could point to what Michael Carter-Williams does statistically and say the Magic are a better team, you don't need the stats to do it. You could watch them and see the pace and energy that they play with and see that he is making an impact. But here are the numbers nonetheless. In the small sample size, the Magic are a plus 22.1 net rating with Carter-Williams on the floor. They have an 84.4 defensive rating and a 106.5 offensive rating. That offense is below the team's season average. But when the defense is that good, it doesn't matter. In fact, throughout the third and fourth quarter, as the Magic were slowly building this run to stretch the lead out to, to as much as 27 points, the Magic were missing shots. Their offense wasn't it wasn't some sudden burst. It was a slow build to get this lead. The Magic were struggling in the half court at times to get good looks. But their defense led the way. And Carter Williams had a lot to do with that. Whether it was deflecting passes, uh, disrupting TJ McConnell's ability to get into the lane or Shake Milton's ability to get in the lane and initiate offense, getting deflections, getting steals, setting guys up to go exactly where the Magic want them to go. Carter Williams' understanding of what the Magic want him to do and what he needs to do have frankly, made the Magic a better team. The Magic are in this position to be back in the playoff race after Isaiah Briscoe's injury because Carter Williams has given them a new vibe about them, to be frank. Now, things are about to change for the Magic. Carter Williams, in his last four games, and his four games with the team, has played against relatively weak opponents. No offense to those teams. Philadelphia, the best team that they played, he played really, really well. Had his best game. That's encouraging. But all these games also took place in the Amway Center. Michael Carter-Williams has not played on the road with the Magic yet this year. And this four-game road trip is going to be vital. Again, Steve Clifford said the way the Magic played in the second half is a way that travels. It, it, that is the kind of basketball that travels. You play strong defense. That should be consistent no matter where you're playing. Whether you make your shots, the sidelines, all that stuff, that changes. Defense doesn't. And the next question for the Magic then is, can this travel? And if it's going to travel, a lot of it's going to come from a guy like Michael Carter-Williams. Can he keep that energy up? And have that energy filter to his teammates like he did at the Amway Center. There's a reason why he was almost out of the league. But he is playing with the sense of urgency that a player that knows this is an audition, not just for the Magic, but for the rest of the league. And that urgency is filtering to the team as well. Because they know that this is crunch time. This is the part of the season you play for. Michael Carter-Williams has undoubtedly given a new edge, a new energy to the team. It was clear about that from day one, from his first game against the Atlanta Hawks. He gave the team a little bit of a spark. That spark is verified now. It's got a blue check mark. 
he is giving the team exactly what they need. And that energy push is going to be very important over the next four games. If Carter Williams continues to play like he's playing, regardless of the stats he produces, the Magic are going to be in very good shape to not only win on this road trip, but to make the playoffs at the end of the day. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philipr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us on Twitter as well at Locked On Magic and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, the Himalaya app, and all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. We'll have a special episode tomorrow talking about the Magic's game against the Miami Heat, a very, very big one. So until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com/offer/seriousxm. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, essential plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions.